0: 256-1729. That's 424-256-1729. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's After Buzz TV Scandal. After show gladiators
2: what is up bing is for doing and we are here doing another scandal after show for episode 20 season two this one is a woman scorn this is a very special episode because it was directed by the great tony goldwin and um i think it definitely lived up to my expectations i'm your host email jr and i'm joined here with
1: hey what's up everybody i'm Canelia. hey i'm sophia
2: and I'm Bam Erickson. And we're going to get right into it. Um, we're going to start with uh, Cyrus, Charlie, and Jake. Uh, then we're going to go into Jake, Liv, and Fitz. And then finally, Fitz, Melly, and Olivia as we progress on. Now, this was one of those episodes where you remember when you were in middle school and you had the field trip the next day and you couldn't sleep the night before? <laughs> That's how I felt about this episode, just because I was so freaking excited about it. And um, I think we all talked about this. Towards the beginning, we weren't completely sold on it, but... He had me by the end. That was an amazing, amazing episode. By the way, welcome back. Yeah, oh, thank again. you. Thank Thank you. you're mm-hmm. back. I had tons of lights. I you didn't want to come you. up here, infecting everybody, being all contagious and whatnot. And then I couldn't talk for that long. But um, enough about me. Let's get into this episode, starting with Cyrus. So I feel like Cyrus did not catch a break this episode because we're used to Cyrus getting his way, being the bulldog, going in there, whatever he says goes. Every single situation, if you think about it, he kind of just lucked out this episode he started with um, trying to deal with Mellie and she's staying in the guest house he has his issues at sorry (laughs) he has his issues at home with James that he's dealing with he has the president who really won't listen to him he's dealing with Olivia who's not listening to him he's dealing with this guy Jake so he has all these different things that are not working out for him but it's just weird seeing Cyrus in this position where he it kind of feels like he has no power anymore you get what I'm saying
1: It does. I think it feels weird for me seeing him in this situation because Cyrus doesn't know how to, you know, it's kind of like he doesn't know how to carry himself when he doesn't have power. I felt like he was trying to find his way. And because Cyrus always finds a way to come out on top that's why I felt a little weird about it. Cause I'm like, okay, how is he going to maneuver this? Like, what is he going to do? He always lands on his feet. He always finds a way. And in this situation, especially at the end, we'll get to that later. You know, the, the, the scene at the end where he sees Melly being interviewed by his husband. He was really standing there. Like, what the, what am I like? What am I going to do? What was he going to do? Tackle, tackle his husband.
3: I didn't feel either way. About Cyrus, but it also goes to show that because he was so wrapped into his own life and his own personal problem, he totally kind of just brushed his uh, partner husband to the side when James was telling him about. This job and how he wanted to be the next Anderson Cooper, he was not really paying attention. He was like, Yeah, 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 yeah. He was too wrapped up in himself. And because he was too wrapped up in himself, by the time when he, um, when James came to him and said, You know, hey, I'm going to be on TV. I got all these suits, blah, blah, blah. um, I forgot exactly what he said, but it kind of hit him then. But sometimes. You have to put aside your personal problems, especially when you're married. Put aside your personal problems and give some kind of acknowledgement to your husband, wife, or partner. And he didn't do that, and so I kind of don't feel bad for Cyrus because James had his moment, which James has been waiting for that the, you know this whole entire episode. So he he got his moment, but you know Cyrus is a he's a bulldog, so he'll he'll um, he'll get back to himself. Mm-hmm. But for now.
4: Finish your thought. I apologize. Oh, yeah, that's it. Um, I actually took it from a completely different kind of vantage point. I took it in the same point that Cyrus treats everyone like their children, and that that kind of theme was prevalent throughout the entire episode, people having tantrums, you know, references to toys, picking up one's toys, holding their breath. And I think the problem is, specifically as it relates to fit. And Melly. With children, you can actually ground them because you have power and authority over them. The problem with how Cyrus relates to both Melly and with Fitz is he actually has no authority and no power to do anything that they don't agree to. So if Fitz decides Fitz doesn't want to talk to Melly, he doesn't have to talk to Melly. If Melly decides she's not coming back to the White House, she doesn't have to come to the White House. As it relates to James, I actually took it from a completely, I guess, an opposite perspective as Bam did in so much as I think, again, he was being Cyrus. He was being selfish. And even in terms of when when um, when James was telling him about the suits, I think he acquiesced because he was getting what he wanted. And what he was getting was his husband, and what he was getting was his husband coming onto to him in a way, obviously, that they haven't done in several months because previously he was in a hotel. Obviously, then he was in the guest room. So he basically was like, okay, if this is all it takes, then I'm willing to do that, number one. Number two, I actually don't mean this to be disrespectful, but – when he references Anderson Cooper, he says it in a way, i.e. entertainment versus hard news. Mm-hmm. That actually is where Cyrus technically and logically would rather his husband to be. Mm-hmm. is in an entertainment sphere. It just so happens now, Melly likes James and likes to use him as a pawn. And I actually think, if anything, that can still be of a benefit because... Whether or not it's James or not, it doesn't matter. The story was going to come out. She had obviously called someone from PNC or whatever the name of the the network is. They are going to take a meeting or an interview with the first lady. It just so happened to be James. I think it just added for more drama. But again, I think, you know, Cyrus playing the the authoritative parent, I think it's finally come to a head. And, you know, the children have decided to all grow up and... You know, understanding eye to eye with their parents.
3: Sophie, I did um I did feel actually I did feel bad for Cyrus that he had to be in the middle of that. Like he I at some point I kinda wondered, you know, was this man gonna have a heart attack? All the running around and just having to deal to deal with what he has to deal with with, with Fitz and Melly, I just felt was like ridiculous. And and obviously he can't say anything about it, but like me I'd have been just like you know what?
4: And Mm -hmm. I said that during the episode. I was like, oh, he's going to have a heart attack. And I was actually surprised that it didn't happen. But this is the thing. I I don't—I
1: feel—I don't feel as bad that Cyrus is in the middle of this because he's only in the middle because he wants to save his job. He Mm -hmm. doesn't care, really, if Fitz is the president. He cares if Fitz is the president because then he won't have anything to do. Exactly. So if Millie leaves Fitz— Fitz she, and she tells snitches on Fitz like she did. Then Fitz won't get reelected. What is Cyrus gonna do? Be a professor? He talked about in the, you know earlier this season. He, I guess that's what I you know I would have done if I wouldn't have forgotten this gig. But he doesn't want to do that. Cyrus working as hard as he's working is only about saving his job. That's it.
4: No, yeah. and I agree with Kenelia, and I'm just gonna add one more one more peg to that. That if and obviously it's gonna come out now. He can't even be a professor. Because now his, his legacy is tarnished. So it's one thing to, to only be the chief of staff or a one-term president. It's another thing to uh, be the chief of staff or a one-term president who presumably may have to resign in dishonor and shame and disgrace, and even if he doesn't have to resign, doesn't get a second term because he's a philanderer. That tarnishes his reputation.
1: It does. You're right.
2: Mm-hmm. My thing, just quickly going back to the James thing, when you talked about how... Um, his reaction to james when at the end of the episode just jumping forward when we saw him like run into the room obviously we don't know what's going to happen but like you were talking about do you think he's actually going to be upset because like you said the story would have come out anyway and in a way though in a way though even though even though james is doing the reporting if you looked at james face it looks like he didn't exactly know what was coming out he just knew
3: of course not. Oh, absolutely. James didn't know anything, but what I'm saying is that just to play devil's advocate, I think if James would have kind of had himself together, maybe he could have figured out, or maybe I, I completely
4: know. disagree. What are you thinking, Emil? Though, because it seems like because you're about to, you're thinking. Something. When I
2: was, I mean, I know as a as a reporter, you're briefed before you report, obviously, and he's doing a live interview, has to ask questions, but it looked like he didn't exactly have all the details like she was coming out with the breaking news but he yeah. didn't know exactly it was an affair or did he know prior to? No, I
3: don't he, did, th- I he don't, didn't know. I don't think he knew. I think that the, um, I think the the first lady said uh, there's an interview, I have some breaking news that I want, that she's the first lady. All she has to say is I want to do an interview as, as breaking news, everyone's going
2: to come. So now with that being said, so, technically Cyrus should have no reason to be upset with James then he right He shouldn't
3: because if you
1: think about the beginning of the episode Melly said she was going to going to do an interview with this with this network before James told Cyrus that he got the gig at the same network mm-hmm. so on the outside looking in there's no reason for Cyrus to be and upset it, and she even mentioned a
4: name and it wasn't, James. it wasn't James she changed it to James at the last minute
1: but the look on James's face imagine it's your first day on the job and you interviewing the first lady and she tells you that the president who you know and who your husband works for
4: is cheating on her in on her?
1: He's probably like, "What? This is his first and that's, gig
4: and out that's why the he game. looked." Didn't you see yeah. him? And he like looked to the right, like probably at his producer or somebody. Like, are you kidding me? He was totally verklempt.
2: Is it far fetched <laughs> though? <laughs> okay, <laughs> ma'am, I see you. No, I man, see I'm you. Kind of throw it out right quick. But is it far fetched to think that maybe Melly had something to do with getting James that job? Hmm. Ooh. Because remember, that kind of came out of the blue. Oh, my
4: God, you're brilliant. And you want to know why? I like that. I like that a lot because even remember, and I can't remember, and um, help me out on Twitter, guys. I think I'm getting feedback. I'm not yeah, sure. I get I mean. a little
2: bit, too. Um, Can you just
3: turn me down? I don't know if it's me.
2: <laughs> Sorry, technical difficulties right now.
4: Sorry, guys. Um, Basically, do you remember the episode when... Um, they're in the hallway, and I can't. Um, my my brain's not working too good. And and James and Melly are talking. And remember, that's when Cyrus tells Mellie like you're not allowed to talk to the journalist.
2: Right. right. Do you know
4: what I mean? Like they obviously have a rapport. And again, that's why he didn't want him to go to the to the dinner to the president's dinner. Do you know what I mean? Like all of those things, Cyrus has always been trying to not only keep to keep James kind of outside of the White House. He's always been trying to keep him away from Melly. They definitely have a connection. So you're you're brilliant. I definitely think there's something to be said there about her having a hand in him getting the job because you're right. It came out of nowhere. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, and That's a good one, Emil. And then just one last thing that Melly said was to 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 uh, Cyrus is that I have just as many friends as you do in the White House. Mm-hmm.
4: That's true. You mean like how? Sorry,
3: yeah, <laughs> oh, Hal. No, please not to talk about pillow Hal. talker. Okay.
2: <clears throat> um. So, Charlie, good old Charlie, and we were we were having a brief discussion about Charlie before, and you guys kind of changed my perspective because I haven't really seen Charlie as this. Actually, I kind of have seen Charlie as this really brutal guy who goes around killing who's not a friend of Huck, and that changed a little bit after last episode. We saw that in the past he actually did save Huck, and that's the reason why Huck's still alive. Um. So Charlie the associates have finally figured out was the one who was behind hitting Olivia or breaking into Olivia's apartment and the one who knocked Huck over the head. And as we found all this out, slowly they start to develop and figure out more things about him. Now, my thing is, they're trying to pin Cyrus as the mole because he's connected to Charlie. And then I I don't see Cyrus as being the mole. I, I just feel like that's too... Obvious? Way too and obvious. And it's funny,
4: I, had, I have always said, not always said, but I've always thought that Cyrus was the mole, and it was only on Twitter yesterday I think on YouTube that everyone was like, that's too obvious, and Shonda, Shonda is never obvious with her choices. However, now I'm confused because in my mind, it can only be someone that we haven't been introduced to. Like, let's just run down the players, right? The mole technically can't be the president,
2: or can it? Right, I actually that was on my list for a little bit.
4: Okay, anyone think it could mm-hmm. be the president? No. Oh, okay, but it was kind of on it your could list, be, right? But I don't unless that's, he's that's, trying to sabotage, yeah. but yeah. right? Um, let's take it take out that it's Cyrus. Even though part of me was thinking that it was Cyrus, I can't decide what his end goal would have been. But back to in the same thing that I said in previous episodes when he didn't, he knew Osborne wasn't the mole, and he and he knew it from a place of knowledge, right? So then we have Melly. Hmm.
1: I, but so no because who at the end they said the person who is linked to the mole had access to those documents so me because the way Shonda Rhimes always does stuff I think it's one of OPA because mm. they had access to those documents mm. they had the flash drive Huck brought the flash drive back and he had to decode it but once it was decoded it was there
2: who is the mole?
1: We can t- we can talk predictions.
4: We can go. But okay. Not oh this but, whoa, that's a good one. Cornelia, mm. that's a good one. I wasn't even thinking
3: about it's that a good at one. all. And Quinn just pops into my head. Me too.
4: Oh, I totally disagree with you on that one. She's I thought it was going to be. She's okay, the closest. To,
3: she's been the closest to Hook. And condo. she's learning all
2: his tricks and trade. Or it, then it could be David.
3: But again, it's a lot.
4: Okay, It's definitely not David, but go ahead. All right.
2: Okay. So Charlie's in here. And as it progressed, we see that. Char- oh, what do you guys think? This is the only thing. When they um the, the pastry thing, when she said, what's the best bakery? And then they go to that bakery shop and Charlie's there. Do you think that was believable?
1: Well, I, I, I'm not really sure if it was believable. I think it was a good piece to show how David needs to start learning. Like He was like the intern. Yeah, they was the intern now. And it was because he was like, well, why are we here? You know, this is kind of stupid. You know, what are we doing? But it was good that she talk, took him there and basically said, you have to look at everything. So what? Be friends. Make friends. And the fact that he's been in D.C. this long and Quinn has to tell him to make friends, to, that's where no, I was but like, that's come why, on, dude. But
4: remember, but that's why Quinn, and I can't remember the line specifically, but she says, when you don't have a badge... You have to make make friends. friends. Mm -hmm. So I think she's not just schooling him, but she's schooling him on actually being a gladiator. And when you're outside of the law, you have to use other tools and other skill sets. But I thought it was great just in so much as it's Quinn doing the teaching. So Quinn's no longer the rookie. Mm -hmm. Like, Quinn has stepped up in a completely different way. And I think that it's believable because they're trying to show that Charlie has depth. And offline we were talking that, again— You can't technically think that Charlie is 100% evil without also thinking Huck is 100% evil. Because at the end of the day, they're the same. And just like Emil said, he let him live. And we saw that last episode. He could have just shot him in the head when obviously he disobeyed orders and he didn't. I don't know if that was from some sense of he would want him to do the same for him or simply because he knows that he had no choice and he was giving him an out. So I just want to kind of bring that in there, even though Charlie is creepy and evil <laughs> and sadistic, but had to be brought up.
3: Well, before we talk, well, I just want to say really quick about David. I I love the episode, um, how the associates are all together, because although we'll talk about the coming with Harrison, mm. but it was cool because David is he wasn't that. Uh, that Nagy Nat at the barbecue. He was a part of the mm-hmm. associates, although it's not official. Even even his ver- even uh, even his dialogue and verbiage. He was talking scandal pace the whole entire time. He was scandal pace. He had on his little his little V neck sweater with the shirt. I mean, he was totally outside of his um out of his lawyer element. And I just thought it was cool how they were all sitting there. His arms was folded when they came back from the pastries. He had a cup of coffee in his hand. <laughs> he had his plate. He's helping pass out. Like he, he there's no. You you don't ever have to really question like why is he there? He he just he was family. And so. you're yeah, right, I it really definitely feel like he's yeah. becoming
2: part of the family yeah. now. Mike, before we talk about Jake and Charlie, um, when we find out that Charlie's girlfriend first, you made a comment to um, Huck's face when they thought it was Charlie's real girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, he he got yeah. a girlfriend, but I couldn't have a wife yeah. and a kid like that. Huck was pissed. <laughs> <laughs> but my thing is, so he was with this stenographer for what a week. And he got mm-hmm. yeah. stole her laptop, bought her a new one. But he stole her laptop, which had like all the case files on her. So explain to me, because sometimes I'm taking notes and stuff. What was he looking for? Defiance. Mm-hmm.
4: Basically, basically think about it, um, Cyrus. Oh. Yeah, because think about it, Cyrus had him following James into court. Like Cyrus has been using the same one person too much. Charlie now is doing one of two things. Charlie is looking for leverage for Charlie. And or there's someone above Cyrus who is really controlling Charlie. And that's why they think that someone above Cyrus is the mole. Mm -hmm. So the mole is controlling Charlie. I'm not buying that quite yet. I'm just... Conspiracy theory person. It could also, I think, that Charlie's also getting leverage for Charlie. Because
2: once again, that could be too obvious too.
3: And it also helped the fact that now that David is unofficially a part of the the associates. It was the lady who recognized David at the court um, Mm -hmm. as a lawyer who recognized because she was a how you pronounce stenographer. Stenographer. Yes, so she was so she was able to recognize David, and then they went into the they had their little private room left her, and then they have the they came to the realization that that was the reason why Charlie is involved with this and
4: uh, it's funny because I can't remember and I think it was I I don't know who of the three of us it wasn't me when Abby mentioned earlier that Defiance was over one of us us said who knows why do they think that Defiance is over they always tie things Bam was the one who mentioned Mm -hmm. it they tie things back the minute you say Defiance is over obviously Defiance is not over
2: Mm -hmm. yeah Well, Cyrus told Charlie to look for some type of evidence between Jake and Olivia. And we go to Jake's apartment and we see that Charlie is in there watching footage of okay. Jake and Olivia on the screen. Basically about to get it in. Um, <laughs> just to tell but, um, And he calls Cyrus immediately and lets him know, you know, I think I have something. Cyrus says, just hold it because I may need to use it later. And this ties back into later when Cyrus runs into Jake. or not runs into Jake because remember Cyrus called Jake. Or told Lauren to call Jake and tell him to tell him to drop his post. And <laughs> Sophia was like, he better not do it. Like, he, If he's smart, he's not going to do that. And, of course, he didn't. But he didn't drop his post. He stayed in front of Olivia. So Cyrus gets on the phone and he's telling... Who is he talking to? He was talking to somebody. Oh, Melly. And he was saying, you know, you need to pack up and leave because it's handled. And then he runs into Jake and sees Jake still there. Now, when he saw Jake, I love how he tried to leverage the, you know, I know that you've been sleeping with Olivia thing. And then, once again, Jake... Shoots him down because everybody's been shooting Cyrus down this episode, and he said that, uh, "Oh, I'll let the president know that you put Lauren as the person to call me to drop my post." That
3: when that happened, I wrote in my notes: "Mistake, mistake, mistake." Why would Cyrus stoop that low and think that by by him having Lauren make the call to Jake that Jake would not? Jake would take orders from Lauren, the secretary. Like- but no. Cyrus
1: don't know Jake. Yeah. Cyrus I agree. gets to maneuver everybody. He can bulldoze his way through any situation. He hasn't dealt with Jake enough or at all to know that Jake's smart enough to not do that. He thought he was just some little puppet, little pawn that he could, you know, play. Mm-hmm. But he when he got there then he was like, "Oh, when at the standoff, I think then Cyrus realized, "Oh, so he is he's an he's an enemy The mm-hmm. like he knows he's his competition.
4: And not only that, I think that's why it's relevant. Um, and, and I'm going to jump ahead of, or back a bit. I'm confused. But that's why Olivia made the comment to Jake. He didn't pick you because of your credentials. He picked you because you're buddies because you 'll lie for him, mm-hmm. Cyrus, even though Cyrus knows that they they, um, they serve together on that project on that operation Remington he doesn 't know how close they are, mm-hmm. so he 's thinking he 's simply taking orders so if you 're going to take orders from the president you 're obviously going to take orders from the chief of Staff, like someone tells you mm-hmm. to and especially in the times that they are that the president needs to see you, that really is going to be the first thing that you do it 's that he really i think a doesn 't know Jake like everyone 's saying, but more importantly he doesn 't know that they have a friendship. And I don't think he knows that Jake knows as much as Jake knows. Mm. So I think that if you think about it, if you take that away, if Jake hadn't made the connection between the president and Olivia and why and to the extent that she's in danger, then he probably would have left his post.
2: Well, more importantly, what was Cyrus going to
3: do if Jake wasn't there? Right. What was he going to do to Olivia? Because he said that he was going to take care of Olivia because... Melly revealed to uh, to Cyrus how to live had just left the White House,
2: although Cyrus was under the impression that live and Fitz are over. Because let's be real, Cyrus can talk; he can talk some game. But Olivia can talk too, and Cyrus and Olivia are friends. If he went in there, he wasn't just going to talk to live because. Well, what, what was he planning on doing? I have absolutely no, no idea. That's the
4: question. I, that is definitely the question. Because to me, talking isn't going to do it. Because at the end of the day, he had a phone call with her. And he basically was like, are you heavy breathing over? Are you over, over? He doesn't believe her. <laughs> the only way to, in, and I'm gonna, I have to jump forward. But he's, they're like, when Fitz goes, we're never going to be over. And again, it's a whole analogy between the fact of in in, in previous episodes, they are married. And I know I'm going to take crap for this and I'm not condoning extramarital affairs, but they have a marriage. And we've said it time and time again that it's been affirmed and the oath is there and it's till death do you part. Right. So that's what he's saying. He said it doesn't matter if we fight. It doesn't matter if I don't talk to you for 10 months. It doesn't matter if I get shot. It doesn't even matter if because obviously it's going to have to come out that she's up with Jake. Let's just be real. It doesn't matter if you slept with Jake. That does not matter. We are bound until we die. Cyrus knows that. So to me talking, what's talking going to do?
1: He and Cyrus was going to kill his husband. True. he was going to have James kill in daylight in broad daylight in front of everybody but what
4: was Cyrus gonna do and that's why I'm confused yeah. was Cyrus gonna kill her with his own hands
3: no but know. but something that bothers me about Olivia's apartment are her windows are always open when they when her infants was was having them and homemade, we're gonna talk about the egg. window the windows is open so again maybe Cyrus was there and maybe he was gonna have Alicia, uh, Olivia positions and, and good old, um Charlie would have I don't know just like who knows what would have happened, but her windows are always open. And therefore, maybe Cyrus had a plan. We don't know, but you know, but what we do know is we know iTunes and you know and we know that you guys should go to iTunes and make sure what?
4: I thought that was great. That was go ahead, man. Awesome. Keep going,
3: um, man. Make sure that you guys go to iTunes and make sure that you download our podcast. Keep us in the top ten, keep us number one. And we have a lot of great shows here on After buzz TV. So go to iTunes, make sure that you download, you rate, leave comments, and tell a friend. It's free. It only takes a couple minutes. And the cool thing about here, us at Afterbus TV, is now you guys can uh, can watch us on uh, mobile devices, from iPhones to Androids to to the uh, to the iPads to the iPads and to the the booklets is what they're called the tablets. The tablets. So make sure you guys go to iTunes and um,
2: check us out.
4: And also, don't we have something for Mother's Day?
2: Oh, yeah, flowers.proflowers.com. Oh, we
1: do. Um, If you go to
4: the top of Afterbus or wait, is it You know what, Steven, are you here? Are you Steven in the booth?
0: Guys, you don't have to do that.
4: Oh, okay, cool. cool. Mm -hmm. All right, well, then I'll just say that don't forget to get your mom a present for Mother's Day. Moms are really important. I still have to get my mom a present. (laughs) That was my friendly reminder to myself. Okay.
2: Well, (laughs) um, so since we started talking about Jake the scene opened or the whole episode opened with Liv in the pool again and she was in a black and white swimming suit and she gets out and Jake's standing there waiting for her and Jake orders her or basically tells her that he's been ordered to protect her. And you know, I I watched the previous two episodes again today and, you know, sometimes I forget, especially, you know, once a week passes just how much Olivia and these characters have dealt with in such a short period of time. So, Olivia literally just got knocked unconscious. She goes to the hospital. She's dealing with this whole fit situation. And then she's trying to clear her head, get away from everything. And then Jake is standing right there, again, right in front of her. And she has to confront it and deal with it again. I don't know. I just feel like I get and intentions. But I don't know. He, I understand he loves her. And I understand he wants to protect her. But is there no way to protect her at a distance?
4: I'm there with so, you. Go ahead, Camelia.
1: Okay, I get take. So take out the fact that Olivia slept with Jake and feels betrayed by him. So according to Fitz, Olivia was coming into her apartment, was attacked, was knocked out, woke up in the hospital. Jake came and saved her. Of course he was spying on her, but she, he Fitz just thinks it's just a, like Olivia's in danger. That's all I know. Jake was watching her and somebody attacked her. So for him, He's not really thinking about space because he's like, you were attacked at your front door. I'm going to have Jake there every second, especially because he saved you. He was there to come and get Olivia and and take her to the hospital once she was attacked, according to Fitz. Now, throw back in the fact that her and Jake had a relationship. To Olivia, it's like, okay, man, I thought you were this one guy. Now you're spying on me for Fitz, and now Fitz is in my face. So Jake and Fitz are in my face. I have to deal with two dudes that I that I fe- that I'm feeling at the same time. On top of the fact that I think that you're spying on me, and I don't really know how. So if you remove Jake and Olivia's relationship, Fitz is valid with having her her followed, well, having her watched.
2: That makes sense. My thing is, and I I just randomly think about things sometimes, but if. Because Jake told the president that she was attacked in her apartment, right? Why wouldn't he, like, at least try to see the footage to assist with finding out who this person was? Because if he watched the footage, he would see that she wasn't attacking her apartment because she wasn't there.
4: Who wouldn't? I think he, Fitz? See, you
2: know, he yeah.
1: said it was outside. Think, it was outside the door, right? When she was coming into her apartment?
4: We'll, believe, we'll get the, detail. yeah, we'll I out so. the details. I know what you're saying. I, I, I think it's also, too, Fitz really trusts Jake. Yeah. So who better? What's, what's the president going to do? The president's going to look at the picture and do what? Let's just be real. No, seriously. Like, he's not CIA. You know what I mean? They have face recognition. They're better equipped to do it. I'm going to, and I mean this out of a place of respect, I'm going to channel my inner bam. Yo, that's his woman, right? His woman's been attacked. She almost died. He doesn't care what she says. It is his job to protect her. Because at the end of the day, we've said time and time again, Olivia, for her position in the world is way too lax with security, number one. Number two, Huck is not himself. So her normal gladiator, they may not know that, but we know that. Her normal gladiator can't protect her. Let alone, I have to go back to the fact that last episode or two episodes ago, the fact that it's the third Wednesday of every month that they come and they sweep her apartment. So you sweep her apartment on the same day every month? Exactly. So Huck, I love him, to death, was slipping from way before. Because he should have never been able to slip the, in there and put cameras in like he did. So, even though I agree with you in terms of the emotional reality of what Olivia is going through, somebody needs to be there to protect her. And, Whether or not it's Jake or the president or his agent or whatever.
3: And Sophia, I'm gonna just just uh, continue just for a second. Remember, let's go back to Edison, a.k.a. Pudding Pop. Mm-hmm. Remember when I said no matter what your partner says to you, sometimes you don't leave their side, or you make sure that you take care of them. That's when true. she was in the okay, bed, si- when she was in the bed sick, no makeup, just looking pale as she wanted to be, and she needed some soup or something. She told him to leave, and he left, and he never should have did that because when you're when you're when when something's wrong with you, you for you when you love someone, you totally forget about what they want. You need to look, you need to do what's best for them. And Fitz feels because she was attacked. I don't care what you say. I love you, and I'm gonna take care of you. Boom. What?
0: <laughs> what? <laughs> I, can't. Just, I can't. What? it
2: was that? I can't, I can't do it with you. <laughs> I can't.
3: Because I got you know you know how you know how people you know I, I we know we know we, know, we bam. know Bam Boom Bam. How I go hard a little, a little sometimes, but Fitz, he did what? What a person does when you truly love someone. Agreed. Well put. Well
2: put. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> okay. so when Olivia gets summoned to Fitz's office, because he calls her and basically demands she comes there, can we can we talk about the summons again? Fitz, I, even the way
3: that Fitz went about it, it he was like. Come over," she said. "No, okay. Well, then I'll go there. It's rush traffic. It's gonna take me this long. Oh, is your crew there? You know, I can't wait to see you. Like he, <laughs> he getting bold. He was completely bold, and he's showing a, a completely different side. He's showing when a lip. Well, oh, go ahead. No, no, go. No. I, I just, I, I, just thought that was, uh, I just thought that was, you know, gangster swag, whatever you want to call it. How he called her bluff when he's like, you are 'You're gonna come see me now.' What? They spoke about when he was there. I thought it was going to be I thought the conversation was going to be just a little bit different. But I I think that was selfish on his part for when he got there to do his little plea or whatever. But I
2: thought it was gangster how he how he brought her. Well, when she because I have a couple of quotes that got me that Mm -hmm. bothered me a little bit. So when she walked in, first of all, she walked in strong woman, take the white gloves off those white gloves <laughs> like she's an usher I- <laughs> she took the white gloves off and she basically said what and then she stands there and some of the things that he said or she said you do not summon me and she <laughs> she starts to walk away he said you do not walk away from me and this reminded me of uh, uh, uh tree Gate. episode mm-hmm. yeah when, when episode he's like three? get out of the car mm-hmm. he's like that whole, get out of the car and then she said you're worried about getting your mistress back when all this is going on. Then she also said, I'm not a toy. She said, I'm not a girl you get at the end of the movie. And I'm she, not
1: a fantasy.
2: Yeah, I'm not a fantasy. If you want me, earn me.
1: Yeah. She said, also, please stop getting my hopes up.
2: And, like, coming from her perspective, like, everything she's saying makes so much sense. And I definitely think that conversation was necessary. And that's probably why Fitz did what he did at the end of the episode.
4: Also, too, I think it is arguably... The first time that she took ownership of herself and she stood up as a whole human being and allowed him to see her as a whole human being. Last episode, I talked about the fact that they had kind of a kind of almost a perfect relationship because they didn't have to deal with certain things. Some people online said that I was calling her a side chick. I wasn't calling her a side chick. Now I have the word. It's the fantasy. She didn't have to deal like it's, it's just whirlwind. Everything about them was whirlwind. She was asking him to basically be like, we have to be something outside of the walls of the Oval Office. Because this, in secret, one minute, however great it is, there's still 59 minutes in the hour that I have to be without you. All right. (laughs) That was good. You guys, I love you today.
2: (laughs) (laughs) But I feel like this episode as a whole, especially with the Olivia Fitz dynamic, it was great to see because, like you said, for so long, this season, last season... It's been this constant battle of will they ever get together? What What's going to happen between them? Will, just like when we had uh, Elise Neal mm-hmm. here, the other—I forgot the episode—the other woman. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Olivia was talking to her when she was talking to the guy who um, they were trying to put with the—give a, a fake wife because they thought he was gay and she mm-hmm. had that conversation with him. Every Ever since the beginning of this season, she's been trying to convince people that, you know, you can live life without the love of your life. And, you know, I'm not just a mistress and I understand that we can never be together. She's constantly trying to convince people that it's going to be OK without him. And it's nice to see that even though there is going to be consequence to what's going to come out, that it looks like it's finally, at least from what we see right now, is going to work out temporarily. <clears throat> at least they got together for the time being. But... um. I don't know. It was it was just like a moment where I I didn't really get teary eyed, but I felt like if I wanted to, I could have like because it. I just wanted this to happen so bad, and I don't really feel. I don't really feel bad for Melly, and I know this, that's, that's sad to say, but I, I don't know what you guys are feeling, but I, I'm jumping around here. But when we saw Melly. And we saw how she gave the ultimatum. We saw how, and we didn't talk about this, how Cyrus uh, basically gave her a deal and laid out what he could present to her and how it would help her p- political career. And then he said on the flip side, if you don't agree to it, this is what will happen to you and we will tarnish your name, all this stuff. But when we saw Melly dealing with or counting down in those 21 minutes and how she dealt with it and she was tearing up and like looking nervous, I didn't feel sad for her.
4: And I'm going to piggyback, I think, off of something that Bam said last Episode, so correct me if I'm wrong, Bam. She has been complacent in this entire thing from the very beginning. So you can't from the campaign know that they are together, make a logical decision that that is for the betterment of him becoming president. And the reason that you do that is because you have political aspirations, then all of a sudden switch to an emotional creature. And that's why even Cyrus was confused. Cyrus is like, I know how to read Melly when she's a political animal. When she's acting like a theoretic wife who is emotional, that I can't deal with. And I think that's why you didn't feel sorry for her. Because she's never played the emotional card, even in so much. I think that's why it's important that, that Fitz brought up that she is a breeder. Like, she's a thoroughbred and not as a compliment. She was, they were put together to be a political union because that's her role. We've never really seen her emotional, and I think that if in fact she was emotional, it was from a place of ego, not from a place of I, love right I was gonna
3: say because
4: her her
3: type of emotional her um her her being emotional was different even from like an a, a normal wife like she was still very poised, calm, she didn't break down, she didn't cry her emotions were kind of different although she, her, her 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 um her perspective was from like a wife and she wants her husband back but let's think about this their marriage is like an arrangement it's what we call in hollywood the um like a like like an arrangement where you know two people uh, are together a for contract. a contract yeah a contract <laughs> it is literally a contract she wants to have her husband back but there's no there's no uh, intimacy, there's no there's no kissing. There's no there's no Michelle and, and Barack type of love between them. So, you want your husband back, but you, you what do you want him back for?
1: But I, I was thinking I, the
3: I, same
2: thing. What 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 does she want him back I'm for? I'm going to
1: play devil's advocate and I'm just saying this for the flip side. I kind of agree with you guys. Melly knew about the the whole time, but one, Melly didn't she? Doesn't agree with the Barack and and Michelle type of relationship because she said before that's not realistic, Mm -hmm. that's not what love is, that's not what marriage is. Marriage is about faking it. And two, but wait,
3: two, go ahead, sorry, Fitz
1: never told Melly how he really feels about Olivia. He never said to her when she says, Your mistress, and you, you were there with her, and that woman, Fitz never said to Melly at any point how he really feels about her so when she was sitting on this couch waiting and again this is just strictly oh, devil's advocate great point. when she was sitting on this couch waiting i think that was her final realization where it wasn't to her it wasn't about him just fooling around with his mistress that was Melly smack in the face where she finally was like oh wow he really is choosing her over me. It's not about sex. It's not about him, you know, having fun and and playing the, the field. No. Because Fitz never told her. That was the only time Fitz made it clear to her, it's not about sex. I love her. And that was, I, I took it, that's why that's she was sitting there point. like
3: there, that. That's an right. excellent <laughs> point. That is a great point. But when you allow for, I get, I'm just playing double but when you allow your partner to go over to the other side and and start messing around yeah you may yeah you may have rules okay there's no kiss and you can't fall in love but if something continues and continues for a long time and especially at times when he's not his best because she's not around you have to you can't have you can't have it both ways that i agree i, with, no, that no, I agree no and with. i agree
1: with that i yeah. totally agree with that but again this whole time i was at home when i was rewatching episodes i was like wait Fitz never told Melly how he feels. Melly calls Olivia, yeah, he told, told Cyber, he told Mel. but he's never told. She calls Olivia the mistress, the whore, all this stuff. Fitz has never said, stop. You talking about my woman. Like I love her. This is why I'm not fooling with you no more, mm. Melly, because I care about her in a different way than I care about you. So I think that was a smack in the face, uh, s- s-
4: there was a smack in the face look at the end when Melly was sitting there appalled. And right. that's why I think about it, the only time he's even referenced Olivia to Melly, he actually did call her his mistress. Remember in the limo? Mm-hmm. Right,
3: and because yeah. you don't, because a husband should never tell his wife that he looked.
4: If you're walking out on her, you should. Yeah, yeah. especially yeah. if you, you're saying we're going to get divorced or whatever, yeah. like you need to let her know why.
2: Yeah. That was a mm-hmm. great great point my thing is with fit and it w- pretty much fits olivia melly this episode everybody just stopped playing games essentially cuz for the whole season it's like it's, it's been a game it's been a game between between them like what can we do like even with i talked about this previously with even with uh cyrus and melly Fitz and Melly, Olivia and Fitz, like everybody's been playing this game, like just trying to get the pieces right to where they have a slight advantage over the other for a little bit and then, oh, I fallen behind again, like they've taken the lead. I don't it's 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 finally where everything is about to be out in the open and they can start really playing their cards. Not I guess it's like what Fitz said, he thought that Melly in a way was acting like a child, and he said, Don't call her bluff because and just like I said the whole time, melly has been complacent, and now she's acting completely different. So if if Melly was still being Mellie, the way that Cyrus approached her, everything should have gone according to plan, which is why I'm questioning. So do you think that even though Cyrus told Fitz, you know, what did he say? When they were in the office, he told her or told Fitz that the BNC van was in front of the, the house or whatever. And then he also said... He basically was <laughs> he like said, you
4: give in for love. Like he basically yeah. was like you give in for love. So it's like at the end of the day, like if you want to be the president of the United States of America, that's what you love,
2: right? So, so go ahead. Do you think though that even though he knew the van was in front of there and he still went to Olivia's house, do you think that he was saying or that he thought, okay, you know, I'm choosing to be with you right now, but I still believe that Melly's not going to go through with it?
4: No, I think I think that in some senses it he, it doesn't matter. It's showing that, at the end of the day, it like, how do I say it? It doesn't matter either way. He was still consciously making a choice that he was going to call her bluff, number one. Number two, by physically going to Olivia's during that 21-minute period, it was saying, come hell or high water, it doesn't matter because I'm choosing you. And basically, in his mind, this 10 months that he's been on the brown water doesn't really exist to him. So he's back to where, prior to killing Verna, Prior to killing Defiance, when he basically was like, I'm divorcing my wife, we're going to be together, he's back there. That's where he's at. So on some levels, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if she goes through with the interview, and it doesn't matter if she doesn't. He's still going to make the same choice. Does that make sense? It
2: definitely makes sense. I just remembered something since we're talking about uh, Fitz and Olivia. Remember, Jake was still guarding Olivia's door when Fitz got there. But what did you guys think about Olivia opening up to Jake? When he stepped inside after Cyrus came to the door.
1: Oh, when they kissed. The moment when they, they sat, they she, he came in, she invited him in. They were on the couch talking. And he said, if I tell you something, you tell me something. So his question to her was, how deep are you in it with Fitz? And she, you know, she was, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what you're talking about. It got to the point where. She, you know, walked away like she usually does, and then turned around and kissed Jake, and then said again, "I don't know what you're talking about." I was confused. Very. Oh, and I wasn't. I I guess I'm the only one who wasn't confused. To me, I was. One part of me was like, "Okay, so is she kissing him to show that she likes him?" but then step back and say i don't know what you're talking about because she, to him to her, she wants him to think she's done with it instead of saying out of her mouth i'm done with him but then when she walked no. away in the bedroom, bedroom i was that really confused okay, i think me. It's, I, I think
4: it's twofold i think it's twofold it's she's basically trying to kiss him basically saying like if I was in, if if what you're saying is true, then I wouldn't kiss you, mm. right? Because at the end of the day, you're still the person then who my then boyfriend hired to basically watch me, and I don't know if he hired you to sleep with me. That's why she asked that specific question, and he goes, "I didn't know you were his girl." That's important. He didn't say mistress, whore, whatever. He was like his girl. Like that's like a very endearing term, right? And then he basically is like, "So what is it?" By if. You're his girl. You're not going to then sleep with, and I'm just going to go on a limb there, his best friend. Right? So by kissing him, she's basically kissed him and then said, I don't know what you're talking about. Basically meaning, like, there is nothing going on with me and the president. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And I think she's trying to, even though Libby doesn't normally do this, and I didn't really like this, but anyways. She's also trying to use her feminine wiles to seduce him in that moment to kind of be like, Be concerned with that and not continue to think about me and the president.
3: Right. And for me, when she says, I don't know what you're talking about, just her, (laughs) just her, just by the way she said it, the look on her eyes, it, it, to me, you look, it, you, to me, it looked like she was totally playing him to make him think that I didn't believe her. I absolutely didn't believe her. And I didn't believe her just because she looks at him differently than she does with Fitz. She looks at him like I like him he's cute.
2: Well I don't even think honestly I don't think Jake believes it because he was standing outside the White House or the Oval Office and he said he didn't hear what they were talking about but they were talking pretty loud which is another thing that bothers me is their interaction. I feel like they're always doing things to where they can be exposed at any moment and they don't have like any type of.
4: This is the thing though is I think that because we live in like the last 10 years we live in a very different political media entertainment culture, right? Think about it. Prior to Clinton, we didn't know anything. Do you know what I mean? We've now subsequently found out because obviously tapes got get released and I can I don't know the official rules, but certain archives after a certain number of years now become public, right? So now we know about Kennedy and so forth and so on. But – Prior to then, there obviously must have been other scandals in the White House other than than Watergate, right, that we weren't privy to because it's very rare that secrets within the White House see see the, the light of day. So I think there's an autonomy there. Like, it's the White House. Do you know what I mean? Like, everyone who works there, with the exception of Hal, is vetted properly and knows how to keep their mouth shut. And she's Olivia Pope. I think that the reason that their interaction is so kind of normal is because it's really trying to show that, at least from a professional reputation perspective, she is on par with the President of the United States of America. The way she picks up the phone and she goes, Olivia Pope for the President, and the way that the President goes, Hello, Olivia, he doesn't make any secret to it in the middle of a meeting and basically is like, Okay, y'all need to leave. I'm talking to Olivia Pope. It's because I think that in the world that they've lived in, even though somehow they're having an affair, they're just them. Does it make sense? And there's no... No one would ever look at their relationship in any way other than professional because of her stature. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. Speaking of how Jake was able to kind of hear the conversation, did you guys notice the new security, Daniel?
4: Heck yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. I didn't I just, oh, you, You'll see Daniel tomorrow. He's,
3: he's a brother. and so And so you wonder you know you wonder okay so why is there a new security um hopefully hal got
4: fired you know
3: could could um could hal have been fired i mean this is very little but it was just it was just something small that i noticed that you know it wasn't the normal two security it was just only the new guy i'm
4: like i'm like looking at the time and i'm like i still feel like we haven't delved into olitz properly Mm -hmm. i think that that scene when he comes to her house in that 21 minutes Is extremely powerful because Mm -hmm. I think it's the first time that we realize that she, even though she loves him, she also never allowed herself to believe that there could be anything. So she's almost, she almost doesn't want to have that ultimatum. For a split second, right? Like, she's like, no, no, no. Call her right now. Call her whatever. And she's still trying to fix him, right? She's still not hearing him. They had a conversation last episode. Stop trying to fix me. Mm-hmm. Don't make me be president. Like, I, if you love me, right? Then all Fitz wants her to do is to see him as a fully realized, actualized man, right? As an actualized man and not a child, if he says... I love you, then he loves you. If he says he chooses you and not the presidency, that's what he wants. You don't tell him what he wants. And think about it. That's what Olivia's always always been doing. Olivia hasn't been hearing him. Olivia's been saying, no, no, but that's not really what you want. He's like, no, but okay, cool. I had an affair with Amanda Tanner. It's going to come out. I'm going to give it the presidency so I can be with you. No, no, that's not what you really want. In that moment, she had to actually face, okay, now... This thing that is Mellie or the presidency is no longer standing in the way of our love. It actually means that she technically could be happy, right? Even, and I can't remember, it was this um, the earlier in the scene when she references Cyrus and she goes, I've known Cyrus for, she goes, I've known Cyrus since, and then she pauses mm-hmm. and she goes, a long time. They go way back, tie that in together with, um, with Huck last episode and her being sad I've said it time and time again, we eventually will find out Olivia's backstory. There is immense sadness there that is tied to her not feeling like she has a right to be happy. In that moment, she chose to be happy.
3: Um, I do want to go back that uh, back to that Sophia just for a second, but also speaking about her not being happy, uh, and you mentioned Huck. You know, Huck and Olivia did have a conversation, and Huck did tell Olivia that you know the last person Ooh. that slept with the president, she's dead at the bottom of the, um, of the Potomac. The, the Potomac. Mm-hmm. The Potomac. So again, going back to the whole yeah. sadness, Huck obviously knows Olivia well, knows her background story, and he doesn't want her to um, to live like this because he feels that sad that hurtness or whatever her her backstory is
1: and as a friend he's like he's Mm -hmm. one of the only people that's saying watch your back yeah i know that's your friend and i know you and cyrus go way back Mm -hmm. but cyrus she he's saying i know a side of cyrus that you don't know and he killed that girl so you dating fitz watch your back. It seems like Huck really knows that Fitz it not Fitz that Cyrus is concerned about this whole situation only for Cyrus. And mm-hmm. so I'm I'm glad that Huck came to her and said that because before that, Olivia it seemed like she was she didn't want to mm-hmm. accept the fact that Cyrus could be that cold. I agree.
3: And, and you know and speaking of speaking of that, I felt like Olivia was like you know how she's in the middle and two people are, and she's going like this. I felt like I felt like that was her this whole entire episode. She was being pulled and tugged a bunch of different ways. She was dealing with Fitz. She was dealing with um, she was dealing with Fitz. She was dealing with Jake. Then she was dealing with her uh, dealing with her friend uh, Cyrus, who could potentially be the mole. Like she was really all over the place. She was just a, she was really a train wreck this episode. And yeah, go ahead.
4: No, finish your thought. She was
3: just she was a train wreck.
4: And I completely disagree with you. Mm. I completely disagree with you. I feel like for the first time, she was like the most unfiltered and the most just raw. Like, she literally was like, we can't keep doing this. Does that make sense? She was like, we can't keep going back and forth. And she basically wasn't, because previously, in previous episodes, and previous seasons, when that happened, she's actually taking away the love. Does it make sense? Like, you know when they say, like, with with children, when you punish them, you should never, like, not hug them? Like, if you punish them, you should still kiss them? Because when you love someone, you should never withhold love just because they do something wrong, Mm -hmm. right? Previously, whenever they fought, that's what they did. They were taking away their love. For the first time last episode, she fully admitted, I love you. And in essence, that's never going to change. But I can't have this behavior. She reaffirmed that in a way I think that was telling. Two with Jake, that's her own survival. She she can't let Jake know she's sleeping with the president. Yeah, so no. just on some real talk, let alone she slept with him, he's watching her. Like So that's for her, her own sense of survival. But to me, in that moment when Fitz basically was like, I choose you, I'm going to earn you, notice his posture. It's calm. I think in that moment, that was the first time Olivia was having a conversation with Olivia. The way that she was and the way that her body posture... She because he'd already made up his mind. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? She's no longer being tugged because she likes Jake. Yeah, as like, oh, you're cute. She loves Fitz.
3: Oh, by the so, episode, no, she was completely not tugged. But in the very beginning but to the middle, I agree I that she, she was
4: tugged, t- but not. What, what was the word that you use? Completely a mess. So I agree that she was being tugged, but not that she was a mess. So that's the part I don't agree Mm -hmm. with. I I think she was, for the first time, she was fully realizing her emotions and with authority. Like, even the way she walked in the White House after being summoned, the way when he was like, sit, the way she responded, she was like, no. Do you know what I mean? And she didn't Mm -hmm. do it from a place of, like, I'm going to get all... Mm -hmm. Irate. She just was like, "No, like you can't talk to me like this," because I think that she was finally acting as an equal.
3: I also thought in Getting a, hype, in a I thought in a very <laughs> Sophie, I thought in a very corny way. I thought that tonight Fitz and uh, Olivia's relationship was kind of cute because they were themselves. You know, Fitz is very aggressive. He's very aggressive with Olivia, and she normally kind of she kind of falls back. But he was aggressive. She. Threw back at him. He was still aggressive, but there was no, there was no, uh, what's word what I'm going. There was no. It was just good. I, I just, I, I liked it. I liked the fact that she was able to stand up to him, but yet they, they were able to basically both be themselves.
1: Yeah, because when you think about it, their relationship, because it was a secret, because he had a whole nother life, they, <clears throat> we like to, to think that they're they by contract they were married and they had this agreement but they never had to go through with each other what real couples have to go through.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, they, when they got to see each other, that's why it was always so intense because that was the only time they were going to get to be together. Mm-hmm. They didn't get to be together, and then, like a regular couple, 20 minutes later, you pissed off at him because he left his plate in the sink and didn't wash it. Or, you know, that the the, the dog, he didn't take the dog mm-hmm. out when he was supposed to. So, when he Fitz came to her apartment, for me... I was happy that it was finally like a regular relationship. Because mm-hmm. when you take Fitz out of the White House, if you notice, every time he's come over Olivia's house, he acts different. Mm-hmm. He doesn't even act like the president. He, president, he yeah. acts like That's he's a point. regular man, mm-hmm. like he's her man. It, so when he came over there and he sat on the couch, he was comfortable. He was sitting on that couch like he comes there every night. Yeah. Not like it was his second time there.
3: It is so crazy how we are so wrapped up into a show that promotes... <laughs>
4: No, no, no. no! I totally disagree with you. Can I say something? I don't think the show promotes it at all. You want to know why? I think that the reason that people are so connected, it's for the same reason that Olivia and Huck are connected. It's sadness things exist together. Love and sadness exist. They're opposite sides of the same coin, right? It's how you know you're a human being. That's why we have tears. That's why we laugh. That's why we cry. We're emotional human beings. And I think that we connect to them because there's there is immense sadness in their love. And that's why even when Emil says, finally they're together, I'm shaking my head like it can't be. Mm-hmm. Do you, do you know what I'm trying to say? Like, it's, it's a love that can only exist in a time and space that is television. Do you know what I mean? And we all, we all can touch and feel it because it's not real. Do you feel what I'm trying to say? Mm-hmm. I don't think any of Well, I'm the first one. I'm not supporting extramarital yeah, marital yeah. affairs. But, but I think, but this is, but what I do support is, and this is why I think for me, I'm actually finally happy. I'm not finally happy, but I'm extremely happy with this episode in the same point that I am extremely a fan of love and I'm a fan of the fact that you can be a coward and not have waited for Olivia. And now you are standing up as a man and she is standing up as a woman and potentially they will choose love and whatever Consequences to reputation or the presidency, so be it. You want to know why? Because you made your bed. Now you need to lie in it. That is what I support. Mm-hmm.
3: Okay. Well, I don't change. I don't change my thoughts. I still, oh I, I still <laughs> feel that way. But I do just have one, one, uh, one question. Do you guys think that because uh, Fitz knows that he didn't win the presidency uh, the way he would have liked to, do you think that that kind of adds to the fact that you know what? I don't give a damn. I think because
2: I think that definitely adds to it. And then also the fact that he was shot mm-hmm. adds to it. Like you only have one life to live and I almost lost it. And I wasn't with the love of my life. I think that's one of it. So it's just ever since he was shot, it was one of those things where I need to seize the moment. And that's why he's been so unhappy. That's why he's been drinking the brown water because for all this time, he's been living this lie and he's been trying to pretend in front of America, to be happy with Melly. He's been, he pushed Olivia to the side essentially because Melly said, "We need to save your presidency, so you don't need to see her anymore," and all this stuff. She gets out the White House, and now he's finally saying, "You know, I love you. I want to be with you. Like, let's just stop playing games. Like, I I need you." Essentially, um, my thing is so obviously Fitz's end game is he doesn't care about the presidency. He wants Olivia. That's that's what he wants. Olivia. What is Melly's end game? What does she want? Because Cyrus offered her. A great deal. I thought it was a great deal. So what does she want now? I
4: think two things. I think, A, she doesn't trust Cyrus. Because think about it. She thought she was going to have a place at the table from earlier, and she never did. Remember that she thought that being b- being a part of defiance, she would have had more autonomy and more of a say so in Fitz's presidency and mm-hmm. Fitz dismissed her. So simply because they're offering her something now doesn't mean it's really going to come to fruition. And I think that somewhat it's very similar. I think that Melly and, and Olivia are very, um, very similar in terms of their their logical acumen their their way to maneuver it's all about spin right so i think that cyrus went one step too far when cyrus told her what they were going to do if she didn't agree when he was like oh we're going to leak that you're a lesbian and blah, like that was one step too far for her she was like okay i need to i need to spin i need to control the narrative end game i think it's what her end game always has been i think she really thinks she can be president of the united states of america i think she can spin this and really show, because again, they're still Republicans, so more right family values. That's why she says, hopefully we can work this out. Mm-hmm. And, if, and if we can't, she looks like the martyr. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And just like, you know, like um, uh, Cyrus said in season one, this isn't the Hillary Clinton era, blah, blah, blah. That's going to gain her support. And just to talk politics for a minute, it's going to gain her support on the, from the, the female vote on the Democrat side, too. So it's it's a great move,
3: and you also can't blame her for not wanting to trust Cyrus. Being that when she, um, after the whole defiance was released, and she kind of had Fitz where she wanted to be, and Cyrus was in the doghouse, then Cyrus then twisted it and then got back on Fitz's side, and then Melly was back in the doghouse. So why would she trust him? Yeah.
2: Okay, the last question I have is when, because it was live that this aired, so it was on the TV, and we're back at Olivia Pope and Associates, and the Associates and David <laughs> are watching the TV, and then it's, she says, you know, he had a, um, an affair, and David basically said, oh, I wonder who he banged. And the other associates leave the room. I wasn't aware that all the associates—I didn't either. Knew. I wasn't
4: either. I didn't, I didn't either. Know. I didn't know. I, only, yeah, I got confused. I thought the same thing. Because
2: now. it's one of those things where yes, okay, but no, it's not one of those things because there's not been a moment where she's directly said, oh, "I'm going to see the president."
4: No, she has, but it's always been in a political capacity. It's yeah. always been in the capacity of her job.
2: But like even, even though she's gone and told them like, "Yes, I'm going to see the president" or those type of things, she's seen the president way more times they don't know about at all. You know what I'm saying?
4: The only thing I can say is it's almost similar to how Harrison had the realization at the hospital. I think it's just finally maybe, like, all the dots are starting to click. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's obviously, like, she's obviously had a huge connection with the White House, with defiance. That's, I don't know. I
2: don't know. Did Harrison let, when he came back from the hospital and the Secret Service was guarding Olivia's Mm -hmm. door, did he let them know, too?
4: He would never. Never. He would never.
2: Sorry. (laughs) <laughs> no, no, he would never. I wasn't
3: surprised that they all knew and how they kind of walked out, and I wasn't surprised. Even Quinn. Yeah, I, I wasn't surprised. Only I don't know why I wasn't surprised because only Harrison and Huck knows. But and you can't and you can't chalk it up to to office gossip. I don't know how they would know specifically, but I just for me it, it just did not surprise me, and, and I don't know why. And I'm
4: with Emile. It it the, okay. Abby and and Quinn that took me by surprise.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, you guys Especially me-
4: knowing Abby. Abby, sorry.
2: Okay. Emile,
1: Abby likes to throw stuff in your face. Mm-hmm. And she likes to let you know that she knows stuff secretly so she can, you know, make it seem like she has like one up on you. So the fact that Abby turned around and snickered, you know, and walked away, I was like, oh, Abby. Yeah. But,
3: but this is but this is something. OK, Abby picks and chooses her battles for when she wants to throw, uh, throw rocks and hides her hand. To, to come at Olivia, your boss, and be like, mm-hmm, bitch, you didn't sleep with the president, that's not, that's not no, something... No,
4: but this is the thing. Is, though, I agree with you, Bam, but she would have let it slip in the subtlest of ways. Like, she would have said things like, yeah, people who live in glass houses. Like, even in that dialogue with Huck when mm-hmm. she was talking about David, like, it would have. And this is, a, this is a thing that I think this show is absolutely brilliant, and this is why it's, like, the best type of show for for marathon watching. When you go back... All of the dots are there. Mm-hmm. And I believe, like, and I don't know if I'm going to have time between now and Thursday, but I swear if we went back and we watched season one and all of season two up until now, who who the mole is is going to be clear. Because everything, it's almost like they they literally give you clues. Mm-hmm. It's just whether or not you can connect the dots. Abby has never,
2: ever, ever made reference to who Olivia's sleeping with. And if she knew that would have been the main thing that she would have like let slip or because whatever. Because Olivia was the one who messed up Abby and David. Yeah. So that would have been like the prime thing to let slip. Oh, so you gonna mess up my relationship but you over here is chatting with the president? Really? Mm-hmm. She would have said something like sly like that. Yeah. So I just don't understand. I want to find out more about how they all suddenly knew or had alluded mm-hmm. to the fact that it was Olivia. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you guys don't have anything else, we'll go into news and gossip.
0: After Buzz TV
2: News. Um, I guess the only news that I have the ratings. Like Bam told me earlier, the ratings have been pretty pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, we're all waiting to find out if Scandal is going to be renewed. Which, I mean, it has yeah. to be renewed. Yeah, like, there's be. no argument about this. One of ABC's top dramas, besides Grey's Anatomy. I think Grey's Anatomy is number one. Scandal's is number two. So it has to get renewed. I think it's gonna stay. I think it. I, I'll tweet it. Okay. <laughs> Okay, um, And then also I can't remember, correct me on Twitter It was Tony Goldwyn I want to say Shonda Rhimes and Kerry Washington Were all at the White House Correspondents dinner And they looked amazing As always um, Just breathtaking, especially Kerry Washington yeah. just, uh, I can't, nice. so beautiful um, And then what were you saying about A Time A magazine. Time magazine
3: Time magazine There was um. They always have like the top 100 every year, and so for the event, the red carpet party, Kerry Washington and Shonda Rhimes was there. But I'm unsure if both Kerry and Shonda were recognized for the top uh, 100 of 2012. um, If it's either both of them or if it was one of the two.
2: Okay.
1: Shonda definitely was. Okay. She was definitely was. There were different categories. Like in one category it was like all entertainers. In one yeah. category there were like political people. It wasn't titled that, but yeah. each category was something and I think she was like a part of like a, like the game changers category. Shonda okay. Rhymes de- she yeah. she definitely was.
3: Yeah, and then they always have like another celebrity write the uh, write the article
2: on their behalf. So maybe it was Carrie.
1: Oprah wrote Shonda Rhymes' is
3: What a Shocker. Wow
2: Synopsis. Okay. And she then, tweeted about it as yeah. well. Before we go into shout outs, I just saw something on Twitter today. There's a a gladiator called Tangela Eckhoff, I want to say. She does YouTube videos and does recaps like all these funny videos and Entertainment Weekly, I believe, when they came out with with the, where Tony and Olivia... Tony and Carrie were on the cover and they had their whole photo shoot. Mm -hmm. She did this video where she's talking about the fainting couch. like she was being real dramatic and stuff. Well, Entertainment Weekly did like a whole story on her online. And I saw it today. So just congrats to her. That's pretty big. Just uh, as a a fellow YouTuber, that's pretty big and exciting. Way to go, (laughs) gladiator. Seriously. Um, But yeah, Sophia, shout out. Well, no,
4: before we do shout outs, um, we definitely want to shout out again, um, Outlaw Josie. Oh, yeah. Um, And again, her Twitter is at outlaw j-o-z and there is the first ever gladiator scandal meetup in new york city but you can tweet her um and we'll definitely tweet out the information and all the information was on our last episode which was uh what was the name of the episode 752 sorry (laughs) i don't know where my brain is but she got us these absolutely amazing bracelets and you know what? They didn't have them last week because I actually wanted to have all of them, but I decided it was appropriate for me to share. <laughs> so now we all have them because um, they were really for all of us. But again, our favorite part of the show is shout outs. We just really like to make sure that you gladiators know that we fully and truly appreciate you. We appreciate you watching. We appreciate you listening, going on iTunes, rating, comment, subscribing, telling a friend. Um, so I'm going to start today with Twitter. We have Complex Medley, Jay. ME615 LaShawn 90 Poker Diva01 Robin B12 Scandal Gladiators Sean David Grant Stanley Lou Teal Moss Your Girl Stanley on YouTube we have Angela Masters Anna Laneve Captivating Beauty Chaotic Fat Demi La Demi Lade Ogon Banjo DJ21118 Dulce Dama EAS 82, Go Bears, Go Bulls, Jaron Rose, Juicy Peach 03, KDS 7713, Key Deeg, Kind Lodi, Modi 9, Mia Harris, Mike's Wife 36, Miss Crazy Muse, Nastasia Smith, Nickelodeon Kid Full, Sasha Montrez, Sexy Crazy Mama, Shorty 83J, Stink 10728, The Royalty. So again, thank you gladiators on Twitter, YouTube, iTunes. We really appreciate you. Again, on iTunes, rate, comment, subscribe. Twitter, tweet us all the time. We love talking about theories, conspiracies. Who the cold piece of the week is, it's up for grabs this yeah. week. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, and YouTube definitely comments. We, we literally continue the conversation on YouTube um, in terms of comments, in terms of our theories, and even sometimes predictions that we don't think of during the show. So again... Gladiators, we really truly appreciate you. Thank you so very much.
2: And now it's time for predictions. <clears throat> <laughs> and now,
0: your After Buzz TV predictions.
2: I just got a little sad because I remember something that Bam said right before the show. I don't know if you were in the restaurant. No, Bam said, and Cornelia pointed out too, there is a line during the episode that Harrison said when he was saying about the associates he said there's too many of us mm-hmm. and bam last week said that he thinks that harrison is on his way out and that makes me really nervous because once i thought about it, I was like, oh my god he did say that he did say that and bam also pointed out that we didn't see any pictures of him at the rap party which i don't know if that's quite connected or the dodgers game or when they know. won the pe- or when they got
3: the people's choice award when it was a whole entire staff and crew there even um, even some of the ones who've had um, um, who've had
4: guest stars, guest, guest stars, rolled.
3: they were all there except for Columbus Short. He was. But, he's but, not doing a movie because I looked on IMDb. Well,
1: no. Even when <laughs> when 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 Jeff Perry was here, he said they hadn't gotten the script yet. So if he missed the Dodger game, he, um, Harrison, well, Columbus Short wouldn't have known at that point that he was not going to be on next season. So I. I if he's going to get written off, I don't think that's why he wasn't at certain events. I don't know. I don't know. I hope not. Uh-huh. I hope he doesn't get
2: the boot. He might be filming a reality show, can't talk about it. So he's just going out of the country.
1: I hope not. Mm. I hope
2: Well, any other p- predictions? Oh, I definitely oh. am. Sorry.
4: So,
1: <laughs> I have my my prediction is I have two different ones. If 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 uh Bam is right and Harrison is not going to be on next season, I think he's the mole. I think that will tie. He was the only one who had. He was. He had access to all of the documents.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: He knew about Fitz and Olivia. He, to me, to get him off the show in a in a way that will like send him off and su- surprise everybody. I think it will put Harrison at the center of the scandal. I can't. I, give me some time. I'll tweet about it. Let me <laughs> let me add up the dots. But if that's the truth about Harrison. Not being around, I don't think they're just going to send him off, like, get popped off. Because at this point, the focus isn't even on him. We thought it was going to be Charlie who killed him because Charlie saw him at the hospital. No. I think if Harrison gonna going to get sent off, I think he's going to get sent off with a bang. Mm. But I don't think that's him. I do think the mole is closer to the situation that we think. And like I said earlier this in this uh, show, I think it's somebody at OPA. Maybe Abby. Hmm. Because Abby, I don't know. I don't know. I think it's somebody. I think it's somebody closer. Let me watch. Like Sophia said, the the mole is hiding in plain sight. We just got to figure out who it is. And I'm gonna go with someone who had access to all of this information at the same time. And if you connect that person to Olivia, that then Olivia is connected to Fitz. Fitz is connected to everybody. Everybody who's connected, they have to be connected to Olivia first. And my the, what I think. And only people who are joined at the hip with her are the people she works with.
4: Mm. I could be wrong, but we'll see. Or you could be right. Mm -hmm. Sophia? Mine has to do with Olet's, and I feel like there's going to have to be a line in the sand, and the key thing that I've said time and time again is Fitz is willing to give up his presidency for Olivia. Is Olivia willing to give up being the Olivia Pope and quote-unquote make jam for the president? Because at the end of the day, just like it, you, you can't have him, it be known that he had an extramarital affair and then somehow think that now people aren't going to dig into who that is. And unless you guys are going to continue to only see each other in the White House, how is that going to work? Mm-hmm. So she's going to she's gonna have to fully decide. I think step one was in her apartment. But the true test now is what are you willing to give for love? Go
3: my prediction, I've already said I think Harrison is a dead duck, and so mm. it's just, I'm She's sorry. just a little
4: bit too happy about it, right? I know, I'm not, you are okay. way too happy about Harrison. I'm just, a dead duck.
3: I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, it's just, I, I feel very strong about that. Now, as far as Melie's concerned, there was something that I, is popping in my mind. I got Cyrus it. referenced her being a lesbian yet i've always thought that her and hal was getting it on but it it but then may, maybe it makes sense she's she has this thing with james i don't know i don't know to the extent of their relationship but i kind of wonder now is she cuz there's there's some dirt on melly that is going to come to that's going to come to the front of this so whether if she's a lesbian or if she's had a side if she's had a side piece and just kind of keep it on low will Will we find out about it?
1: Okay. I definitely don't think of her and Howard kicking it. That's a downgrade for Melly, and Melly's not the type who would who would, You're right. who would sleep with the help. You're she's right. not cut
4: like You're that. Right. No, no, no. You're right. I agree with you. Okay, I disagree with you in terms of the affair for mm-hmm. the same reason Cornelia said. But just it doesn't matter who it is. She's she's never she's never going to give you that. However, I do think that there's dirt because there has to be. No one's that perfect. And for the reason that I said before, the writers don't. Put things out there just because everything has a purpose and the fact that Cyrus specifically said we're basically going to destroy you and use that in the destruction, there has to be either a kernel of truth or that was some semblance of foreshadowing, or else it would be it would be it would be irrelevant. Mm-hmm. So I agree with you. on that one. Whether or not it's true or not, but that's definitely that's definitely gonna come up again. I'm not saying it's true or it's not
2: true, but that's definitely gonna come up
3: My again. My last one is I think Quinsimo.
4: Oh and Emil?
2: Well, I was just reading in the chat room, and I just saw some people were saying that either James or David was Damo. And David, I could actually see just setting all this up because if he got, he and he's he got scorned and yeah.
1: he scorned. Yeah. Also, real quick, don't sleep. Fitz could walk away from the White House. This show doesn't have to be carried by Fitz being president.
2: Mm-hmm. So oh my God. So they
1: can be together. Outside of the White House. It will be bad, but he can walk away. The show
4: will still thrive.
3: Yeah, well, we have to walk away right now, right? Where can we find you? You guys can find me on uh, Bam Erickson or at Big Six Entertainment.
4: i on Twitter at
1: Sophia Stanley. Across the board, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter at Cornelia
2: and at email and it it's juniorchasingla.com guys we love doing this after show with you and we can't wait to see you next week only two episodes left but we'll be here same time same place next week can't wait to see you guys make sure you go to iTunes rate, comment, subscribe
0: <laughs> from Bing.com executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro Phil Svitek and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network